Good evening, everybody. Uh, last week, we touched on the aspect of the um, entire celebration of Hanukkah being one of Hashem preserving for us our connection to Him. And it would seem that uh, the nature of our experience of our connection to Hashem through Torah mitzvot is one that um, warrants a celebration that has been preserved for us. So it leaves us with um, a very uh, real expectation and uh, hope that um, experience could be of such a nature that um, we would see it and experience it as something worthy of tremendous thanks and celebration that this has been preserved for us. And I think that there is uh, at least one example, of course there are many, but one I'd like to focus on tonight that we do every day or almost every day that um, could be a cause of such a uh, profound positive experience as um, suggesting feeling our greatness in the highest degree every day. Of course, it may take first a little learning. It will take um, giving it some time and attention and the true emotional connection to allow ourselves to achieve. But uh, I think there's good hope for something very good to take place on a consistent basis. So I want to start with the Midrash Rabbah in the end of Parsha's bow. That was the first and the main Maramakam. Just try to learn this together a little bit, very slowly and carefully. Just a few lines. In the middle of this Medrash at the end of the parasha, it says, V'haya ki shalcha bincha hodiyeyu nisim shenasu lechem in Make known to your son the miracles that were done in Mitzrayim. When Para was very harsh and resistant in sending you out. The Pasuk says, Para was very abstinent and resistant. And what did Hashem do? He killed out all the Bukhari Mitzrayim until Paro came and asked Moshe and Aaron to Adam and Shaim, he said to them, you are now in your own Rishus, you are now Hashem Zavodim, and he sent them out. And the Medrash continues, Terry says, I say, I say, simen biyadcha uvereishcha, make it as a sign on your hand and on your head. Shenema, like it says in the Pasuk, v'hayulah isal yadcha, also tapas ben yinecha, the Pasuk ends off. And then the Medrash gives the Mashal, it's very brief. We'll try to sort of broaden it a little bit, spell it out. Moshe Lemelech, She'osa Levitoi Simcha G'dayla. This is a Moshe to a king 
who made for his daughter a great celebration. What was the cause of the celebration? The daughter was captured by his enemies. And the correct Yerushad is found on the bottom of the Radal. Is And he got her out. He rescued her. And then he made a great celebration to give expression to that amazing salvation that she received. Omar Lavia, the father said, the king said, Make this simcha, make this celebration that I made for you a crown for your head that you should never forget it. What does it mean, make the simcha into a crown? I guess is that could mean, of course, material materially, but not only materially. What is what is that celebration made out of? Probably no diamond-studded gold goblets. The finest materials, gold, silver, and diamonds. So we're saying to her, to remember this celebration over your salvation. Take the gold, melt it down, make it into a gold crown. Take the diamonds and adorn the crown with those diamonds so that you'll remember this this fantastic celebration that we are experiencing and never forget it. And the Mepharish on the side notes that this indicates how Hashem wants Klal Yisrael to have Taiva and Simcha la'ayla. So in the Mashal first, the king is instructing his daughter to remember that celebration over her salvation. Make it into a crown to wear as her crown. So, I think we have to first take note that you know this great salvation that he wants her to remember is something that is somewhat mixed together with memories of pain and fear and fright and suffering before the salvation was accomplished and she is in captivity. There was plenty of angst taking place. So it could be the thought, maybe she doesn't want to remember it. Somehow, it's worth it. And we could try to even see in our own personal experience, situations of some kind of salvation. That's, on the one hand, we might sort of be inclined to try to forget all the, all the difficulty. But that, no, it's worth remembering. Hashem's salvation that had to come through that difficulty, that struggle, that pain. So the king is instructing his daughter to make a crown to remember this celebration. 
but I still have a question. Because after all, there are a lot of ways to remember something. You can make a beautiful necklace. You can put up a beautiful plaque on the wall. You can have a beautiful bracelet. A crown is something that represents the glory and the honor of the royalty. So he's saying to her to make this as a crown to wear as her glory. That means that it has to be something very personal, very unique. There's something in that experience that is worthy of her remembering, not just to remember that great salvation from captivity, but that that should be her personal peak glory. That should be her crown. And if you would sort of wonder, is this a valid uh, diuk to make? Can we take this to such a precise analysis? So we see in Rebbein Nebachye by the Mitzvah of Tefillin that he explains the the you know, Totofos, which the Torah himself is using as an ornament of glory. He says there that we are glorifying ourselves through our connection with Hashem. So it is very real that the Mitzvah of Tefillin, which is the Nimshel, and by comparison, of course, it's dealing first even with just the Mashal, that this, this marshal, this, this um, example of a crown is meant very specifically. So the question is, what is that really all about? How does this manifest? Her greatness. True, there was a great salvation. It was a great salvation. How does that become her crown? So, to try to uh, relate to this, I think we have to try to make that real effort of putting ourselves onto the scene. Trying to imagine that daughter, that king's daughter, in captivity, locked up, and waiting and hoping that her father is going to send a rescue army to save her. And she's, she's sitting at the crack in the, in the dungeon window and it looks out past the, past the fortified city. And starting to hear in the very early morning some kind of a thunder but it's not raining and she's straining and what does she pick up? These are hoofbeats and as the earliest bit of light starts coming up over the horizon she sees there's an army of horsemen. There are a thousand horsemen carrying a battering ram. 
that are charging at the city. But who's leading the charge? Who's leading the charge? Is it the king's choice general? Is it the best, best soldiers that he has at his disposal? No. It's not the best general. It's not the most devoted soldiers. Her father is leading the charge. He is leading the charge to break through the city. <laughs> we have to think, what does that mean? What does it mean that the king himself, like the Medrash says, the king himself is not sending his army to save his daughter. The king himself is saving his daughter. Yeah. Well, we have to ask, is it even correct for the king to lead the charge to save his daughter? But doesn't the country need the king? Is the king justified in risking his life to save his daughter? And the only answer could be, yes, he's justified because his daughter is the crown princess. Because his daughter has everything that the country or another great country will need as their queen. If he has a son, then, you know, she won't be the queen of that country. <laughs> But she's not just his daughter because she's his daughter. She's his daughter who is the crown princess who is worthy of being saved by her father, the king. She's the one who has all of his qualities, all of his wisdom, all of his devotion to the people, all of his refinement, all of his nobility that is going to be carried forth to the to the people to the next generation and generations so then it is only proper that he should be saving her himself and of course showing the nation the proper devotion of a father to her daughter and the king to the princess and the king to the country as they truly need. Is there something in the Nimshal that could represent that? Of course, Akash Baruch Hu cannot be in risk of life in saving Kal Yisrael. But there is something of such a nature. There is something that can sort of be represented by this mushal. In Akarish Baruch Hu Bechvoi Daiva Atzmoi, being Matzukal Yisrael from Mitzrayim, Anivale Malach, Anivale Shliach, like the Medrash says, 
for Akash Baruch Hu himself to go into Tumas Mitzrayim. That's only because Hashem promised Yaakov Avinu, Anoichi Eret Imcha Mitzrayim. I'm going to go down with you. I'm going to take you out. And Sam Seifer in his Purish and Nagoda also spells this out as the Lashen. Hashem, going into that place of Tumor that should be impossible for Hashem, unthinkable for Hashem to enter. No, for his nation, for Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael is worthy. Hashem is showing Klal Yisrael, you are worthy of my entering into Mitzrayim to take you out. That is the mitzvah of Tfilin, to wear as a crown the memory of Hashem saving us because we are worthy to be saved by Hashem, as the Bnei Avram Yisak Yaakov. And that's what the king is saying to his daughter. Make this celebration a crown, because this is what tells you, this is what shows you, your true greatness, that you are worthy of being saved by the king. You are worthy of the king putting his life in danger to save your life because you are worthy of that. Because you have such greatness within you as the crown princess that you are not just the daughter of the king. You are worthy of being saved by the king. You are worthy of the king's right life being risked for you. Maybe there's a good expectation that he'll be victorious. <laughs> He's a good fighter, good army. But nevertheless, cannot be without danger. She's worthy of that. So that experience is what says to her, what enables her to know, and gives her what to remember of who she is. And that she'll wear as her glory forever. It's worth having been in captivity to be saved personally by your father, the king. So, Klaustral, Sheba Mitzrayim, of course, it's great suffering. But the end result is, saving Klaustral from Mitzrayim. Why? Because we are worthy of it. And Hashem said to Yaakov Avinu, it's because Yaakov Avinu and Bnei Yaakov, Bnei Yisrael, are worthy of that, of being saved by Hashem, in the Tumas Mitzrayim. So I'm suggesting, trying to paint that picture, <laughs> trying to trying to live that scene of seeing the king coming over the hill, leading the charge to save you. And to know then who you are. And to live with it. And to celebrate it. To make that your glory. 
Okay, we'll pause for a moment. Yes, Sir Duve. Nope. Didn't Rabbi mention before because it was, it was a promise to Yaakov, right? Right. What does it have to do with each person in Klai Israel individually? Oh. <laughs> I guess we have to say that every, every individual in Klai Israel is worthy of this. Like the, like the Mesut Sasharim says, when it comes to davening for the gula, a person should not say, how could my tefillah bring the gula? He should say, Every yachid represents the Klal Yisrael. Of course, there's the concept of the Neshama Klalus of Klal Yisrael. But, but the mitzvah of tefillin is a mitzvah that's given to every yachid. To wear that as a crown to be glorifying himself by his connection to Hashem. Not from a single event, not from remembering that single event of salvation in Mitzrayim, of what that represents, that we are worthy, every yachid as a member, is worthy of being saved by Hashem, from Mitzrayim, is worthy of being saved by the king, putting himself into danger because of who he is. So we have that connection to our father, the king. We have such a connection. Now we are Roy of that relationship. So we have to wear that as our glory, as our crown. That is our greatness. It's not just a nice title. It's a simon. It's a simon of what is within us. But of course, we may wonder, do we have any idea of what it is that's within us that makes us worthy of this love, that makes us worthy of this relationship? That's the basis, that forms the basis. Can we, can we identify it? Can we get in touch with it? Can we live with it? So I'm sure there's a lot. But there's one source that's I think maybe you could try to focus on tonight. And that's the Ramban in the end of Eschana. Where the Torah talks about Akash Baruch Chishik desires Klal Yisrael. Ramban says means Hashem made a Kesher with us that will never be separated. And the Pasuk says, Hashem chose you for, to be his treasure, to be his inheritance, to be his chosen nation. And the Torah says the reason, Hashem chose you because of his love for you. What does that mean? He chose you because of his love for you. It says the Ramban, he saw you worthy of being beloved before him. He saw you worthy of his love. Chosen to be beloved more than the other nations. And that's all the Torah says. Hashem chose you because you are worthy of being beloved. So the Ramban says in the following line, 
who is chosen to be beloved one? One who can bear his beloved one with all that comes to him from him. The Israel Israel are most worthy of all nations for that. They are the ones who are able to bear whatever might come to them. Like the, the Gemara and the Medrash says, azim There are three that are very fierce. There's among the Balechai, or Medrash calls it Chatsufim Heim. There's the Kelev, among the Chaim, Chayis. And the Oif is the Tarnagoyal, who Ba'umais, among the nations, is Yisroel. Klausrael called Chatsufim or Azim. They are the fiercest. What does that mean? They can withstand the Nisyainis and even threat of loss of life and not abandon Hashem, not turn back. And the Forish that says from the Medrash says, Once Klaus or Makabo, says the shivchan. It's for their praise when it says that Kalash shall have this quality of Kshay Ayra. The Hashta the Kabilu Alayu Divrei Taira, now that they accepted upon themselves the Taira, Hemchatsufim, they are they are determined, they are unwavering, they are brazen, they will not turn back because of anything. They give themselves over even to Misal Kiddush Hashem. Where's Rabbi reading from? Sorry? Where were, was Rabbi reading from? That's the Eitz on the Medrash Rabba. That was the last Parma. So it's also really in the Mashah and the Imarim Beya that is referred to also in the footnotes of the Ramban. That's called, so we gave our, our word and will not turn back. It means the Klausel has this Kayach of giving their word, accepting the Torah, and not backing down, even when we're threatened. And by and large, the history records that the threats of forced conversion were predominantly unsuccessful in the history of the world. There were other factors that drew us away, but the, the, the attempt to cause Klaeshel to convert forcibly were predominantly unsuccessful because we have within us this quality of giving our word, making our commitment, and sticking with it no matter what. That is the core nido that the Ramban is saying is what is the basis of Hashem's Ava for Klal We're able to bear the relationship. We will not turn back. We will not turn away. We will not back down. Even if it requires supreme sacrifice, we can bear it. We gave our commitment to Hashem, and we are with Hashem forever. So that's something that we could try to identify within ourselves. Do we have this kayach? It's not an easy thing to try to envision, although it might be nichla in the midst of Kriyashma, 
is also closely connected to the mitzvah of tefillin, <laughs> the parsha of Shema Aaron tefillin. Umar says, "Mekabel Omach Hashemayim Shleimah," as with wearing tefillin. So there is the recognition of our greatness and our being chosen by Hashem, saved by Hashem, committed to Hashem at any cost. So it's included the great mitzvah. But I think that there may be other ways how we can identify this quality that don't involve dafka, the supreme sacrifice. We may be able to find other areas in our life where we have made commitments. And we can ask ourselves, are we ready to be there for the other person, even when the going gets tough? And hopefully, we'll be able to answer to ourselves, yes, I think we can. I think I can. I think I'm ready for that. I'm not hoping for challenging situations. We're not asking for Nesiyanis, we're asking Hashem to spare us Nesiyanis. But if the situation arises that our commitment to the people, the important people in our life that we are committed to will be put to the test, hopefully we can, home, we can find within ourselves that we are ready to be there. We have committed and we are not going to turn away. And that is the same midah that we have, the Gabi Hashem, in a more deeply buried way. And that was born, born out in our history, even with people that had strayed very far and were put to the test. They did not disgrace their religion. They did not disgrace the Torah. They gave their lives. So we can find that we have something of this midah and that the Ibishta could be seeing it within us. And that's why he's choosing us. And that's why he's giving us this crown of glory to remember every day that celebration of that great salvation of the king saving his daughter. And that's a good way to start the day. <laughs> but of course, it may take a couple of minutes to try to get onto the scene. And it may not work every single day. We may have to find new versions of it, maybe more modern day versions of, you know, the president who was a uh, former Navy SEAL and his daughter being captured by terrorists. And he's telling the, uh, the Secret Service, I'm going. <laughs> I'm coming out of retirement. I can still man the helicopter. I can still handle the guns. So that's the, uh, the muscle and the crown that we're supposed to be wearing, which is the simon of our inner greatness, of our inner worthiness of that commitment by Hashem to us, that involvement of Hashem for cholesterol personally, that uplifting of cholesterol through that. And we are to always remember, it used to be that you wore tefillin all day without ever really fully being Masiach Das. 
So now we can't do that. So a little bit that we have, we should try to use that. Okay, I think that's uh, <laughs> that pretty much covers the uh, presentation. If, uh, if anybody thinks that they can relate to anything uh, that I'm sharing, you can feel free to let me know. <laughs> if you can't, you can also let me know. <laughs> but you can't know yet that you can't, because until you try, you can't know. So it's worth reading over this mushroom and the other medrash that talks about you know, the pirates fighting against the king's son and the king says, I'm there to fight against them. And uh, of course, the Bein Abachi by Tefillin is very, very worthwhile to learn through. There's much more here, but it's more than we can handle in one evening. So uh, we'll try to save that for maybe another time. But uh, essentially, it's both. It's both ways. We are glorifying ourselves by Hashem being our Melech, and Hashem is glorified through the Kali Yisrael. And he ends off in Sakol Echad. It's all one. We are Hashem's glory, and He is ours. Hashem is our glory, and we are His. The King is glorified. He has such a nation. The nation is glorified. They have such a king, and they have of the king within them. They have of the king's qualities within them. They have learned it. They're still learning it. They're continuing to learn from it. Every time they put on the crown, they're learning the king's qualities, his exalted nobility that we are trying to follow. Of and of the primary ones is that kind of commitment of giving our word and sticking by it, no matter what. Okay. We could sense that we have that, that we are worthy of that crown. We are worthy of that crown. Okay. And any and all reaction is the uh, of course, most welcome. You're all just speechless, I can understand that. <laughs> if anything needs to be repeated, you know, uh, it's fine too. But it seems, seems from the Ramban, that the reason why this is so significant is because that ensures that the relationship will be lasting. If something could possibly cause cholesterol to be torn away then it's not secure and it's not for eternity and it's not able to be relied upon that this will always be there so that's a very very different kind of relationship from the very outset like I mentioned in the past just as somewhat of a sort of illustration a little bit that when we were, we were in yeshiva a very significant aspect of the relationship with the Rosh Hashiva was the prevailing knowledge that if you will need him 
he will be there for you. He will find the way to give you the time and the help that you need. There could be many uh, situations where, you know, you feel maybe not enough attention or not enough connection. But you know that when the chips are down, he will be there for you. So, in a certain sense, this is like taking it to like another level. It's not just that I have that fine quality of honesty and responsibility. It's my commitment is such that it is forever. Kalashol is royal for the love because they can bear whatever will come and it will not, which might need to come as part of that relationship. There could be a need to be tested with the threat of death. And the Kalashol will not sever ties. So that means from the very outset, they are Shem's nation. On their side, what they can bring they are Hashem's nation forever. That makes them worthy of that offer. Does that make sense? It's not just that Hashem sees nice, fine qualities, commendable qualities in Kali Yisrael, and they're able to see the, the Midas Hashlemus of Hashem. It seems from the Samban that it's something different. The Kalashal is worthy of being the Amman Nibchar because they have that quality that makes them able to be Hashem's Am all the way through. It, is this only talking about the big things like getting killed? Because we see throughout no. people, no. I think people, people do have errors all the time. And that's right. not a full commitment because we see their right, right. But there's still, but there's still a possibility to rebound, to come back. Here we're talking about the the, the danger of being cut off completely. Again, he's talking about the what, what Hashem sees in us right. that gives him that ability to love us is that we're so committed. But it's not so true because a lot of people are not so committed. I mean, if it would come to death, maybe it would be more committed than it comes to daily, regular stuff. Okay, I don't know what, the, what, what, what numbers is sufficient. How many do you need? Rashi says that... Um, no, Rebbe is Rebbe's, Rebbe's talking about that each person should be able to realize that they're loved by Hashem. But if a person... So we have within us that koach, and taka follows... That someone who is truly beloved by Hashem and worthy of being chosen by Hashem and so glorified by Hashem should experience that as his peak honor, his peak glory. And that should um, reduce very, very much the attraction to more superficial things and make him much less prone to um, the pull of the Eight Sahara or the delusion of the Eight Sahara. Of course, that's not acquired um, very, very quickly, and not as quickly as we'd like, that's for sure. But it does follow that that full re- awareness and recognition will help very much. Like we say in the Kavan of Tfilin, to place all the machshavais and desires of our heart 
through the midst of tefillah in our hands into serving Hashem and so, to place in the shamah that it's in our minds and all our koiches into the service of Hashem. What is placing these things into the service of Hashem? How is the fact that Phil is on our hand and on our and on our head causing all our koiches to be directed to serve Hashem? Oh, because we're coming aware of what honor and glory we have and what is meaningful and what opportunity there is awaiting us to achieve in coming closer to Hashem and receiving all the true good that He wants to give us. Of so course, Hashem, Hashem loves but us the starting people. point, the starting point of being worthy of being taken out of Mitzrayim, where Klai at that point was still on a very low level, is that they have within them this kaya. The potential. That would, that's what it would seem from the Ramban. They are worthy of the relationship. They are worthy of being chosen as the nation. They are worthy of being saved. Okay, I don't know if we can prove it, you know, but here the Rabbah is saying this is the this is the basis of Hashem choosing Khalisra, of Hashem's love for Khalisra. So any mushal that describes Hashem's love to such a degree, it's the Mistavra that it has a shaykh as to that. There can be other qualities also that contribute. But if we want to try to identify something that we could hopefully relate to. And somehow sense within ourselves, or try to access, try to try to experience. I would think this would be a uh, a primary one. So, so we have a potential to be loyal to Hashem more than any other nation. They don't right. have that potential, right? They don't have that kayak of being able to resist any attempt to tear them away from Hashem. When they offered the Tyrant Bukhlal, they declined it. <laughs> they weren't able to trust enough even to take it in the first place. So, okay. So maybe it's not such a um, great Hashivas on our part that we're superior to the other nations. But this is the quality that we do have that makes us so uniquely worthy. It's not just that we accept, we're willing to accept the Tyrant ready to trust enough to accept the Torah. Okay, so we'll receive the Torah. We'll, 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 we'll get a Torah. To be that, that beloved, that chosen, that close, that requires that we are accepted the Torah and we have within us the Kaya to not let it go. As has been evidenced in our history, as is recorded in the Medrash and in more modern day history of people that were that were very far away and when put to the test they rose to the challenge and they gave their lives as the kayak within Kalisra. So that is ample grounds to be receiving that kind of a salvation to be receiving that kind of a personal Hashem coming intimately to take cholesterol out. And then to wear it as a crown and not forget it. Initially, Rebbe was saying with the, with the girl, with the girl being saved, was because yes. she had 
the capacity to take over, or she had the, the, the she was it's like worth. The, it's like the Chavos Alvavos says that the one person can be shakol to many, many other people. Like if I Moshe Rabbeinu was shakol, can I get a call Yisrael? But Chavos Alvavos says even not on that most extreme level. There is such a thing, of course, we can't know. That's why when it comes to Bekorach Nefesh, we say, my chazis, we don't know who's more beloved to Hashem. But there can be such a thing of one person who is equal to many, many other people. So the crown princess is worthy of the king putting his life in danger. Not for the same reason as the Ramban. Sorry? Now for the same reason as the Ramban. <laughs> um, hi, Baruch. Great to have you back. <laughs> Hope you're warm enough. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. <laughs> okay. Givaldik, Givaldik. Um, only the Simcha. Only the Simcha. <laughs> oh, We're trying to get there. We're trying to get there. Oh, so, man. um... So you know, in the, in the martial right, in the case of the of the of the, of the crown princess, we cannot identify a single quality. It's the totality of what it means to to be the leading person in the country or the queen of the country. All that wisdom, commitment, justice, sensitivity, love, loyalty. All the midas tigers that a king has to have to be a true king that the world never had, except in cholesterol, you know. But uh, what a true king has to be, that's what is worthy of being saved by the king. Not just a personal thing. So how does she know? Oh, this is how she knows. This is how she knows. She sees him coming over the hill, leading the charge. That's when she knows. It's totally okay if when we gain certain kind of a clarity of understanding that some things are not an Isayan anymore. It's okay. Not to worry. <laughs> There's a whole world of Avoida only ready to begin. In, in Sefer Noim Ali Melech, at the end of the Sefer, there is a Pirish on a number of parts of Tillam. Shkayach David, forgive me the pleasure. And uh, on the Pasik of Pischuli Shari Tzedek, says the great Sadiqim, as they rise near Madrega, they discover there's a whole world of Avodah Hashem that they're just about to begin. And they're asking Hashem, Pischuli Shari Tzedek, open up, uh, help me to start. It's, it's endless. And the answer is, oh, Zah Hashem. That's how it's supposed to be. That's good. That's, good. That's how it's supposed to be. So, really, bottom Not line. Not to be afraid. Not to be afraid. Don't worry. There'll still be plenty of avoid the left. <laughs> so we'll not give up so easy. Don't worry. Yes, go ahead. What, what, bottom line, what am I supposed to think about when my tzvillin? Um, action. Okay. I want to take action. Yeah, you're looking through the crack, that little crack of a window. And you're taking a triple take. 
Yeah. <laughs> that is what you're experiencing. The Abishta is being Matzil Kvalisrael from Israel because they are worthy of it. This is the crown to remember that, to remember that salvation, to remember that godless, to not lose touch with what it means to be the daughter of the king. That we are largely Birusha from our other Sakadashin. But we have within us our part to contribute, to connect, to affirm, to be Mikabal. Am I ready to be a, a son of the king? Am I ready to be the, the glory of the king in this world? What does that take? Sometimes very small things. Just a little smile. A little mechila. A little bitach. A little trying to get pshat. As best we could. A little bit. A little helping hands. That's all. <laughs> what does the Gemara say? A person who's, who's, who's learned Taira, Masal Matane Bermuna, Dibure Benachas and Abrias. Okay, there's Madragas and Madragas of Masal Matane Bermuna with Dibure Benachas and Abrias. If we, if we see that there's room to lift it up a little bit, here we go. Can we pick it up? Can we, can we refine it a little bit? Can we expand a little bit? Okay, there it is. That's Yisrael B'cha Espa'ar. Then we're worthy of that crown. Then, we're all called Amei Arez Kishem Hashem Nikro Alecha. Then they'll say, oh, this is Am Hashem for good reason. <laughs> Some people might have the feeling that like the, the girl is saying, where have you been for so long? <laughs> like if I'm so you know like <laughs> yes yes Golos Mitzrayim was not not Pashit yeah Avdasla says if there would not have been Ba'ma'ida there would not have been a need for Golos Mitzrayim and there would not have been a need for Gulas Mitzrayim so sometimes sure the tough times we really understandably could have wished that, you know, we wouldn't have needed it, but we don't know exactly the Cheshbonus. So we have to accept that those tough times had to be there and have to be there in order to experience the growth and in order to experience the Yeshua. There's a long Haggah in Sefer Shemir Salashim where the Chavetz Chaim lists many, many examples of the great people that had a failure and had a tzara and then had a great Yeshua through the tzara. Like Yeshiva Tzadik as the Moshe. He had to be in Mitzrayim. He had to be tested with Eshes Petifa. And what came from that? Yeshiva Tzadik. Misham Raya Evan Yisrael. 
the greatest Madrakis. But it was Mahmoud Sakait. Rashi says he was some kind of a failure. Rashi says, and you're concerned already of something Gashmi. You have a thought of that. This is going to be an Isaiah. So that was, <laughs> that was not a desirable thing. But through that came the, the peak Madre. So, of course, we should dive it sincerely. But we know that we'll be miyachid in the Kavanah's fillin. Tavus the machshavus libein lavadase is barashemoy. Miyachid the tavus of our leiv to serve Hashem. Some of the tavus of our leiv are very much against avodas Hashem. Gezel varayis nafreshaladim mecham nasan mezavulahem. How can we? Placed into the service of Hashem all the desires of our heart. Some of them are quite the opposite. <laughs> Maybe sometimes they can have a place to be used, but Gezel, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't say Mamun, it says Gezel Varayas, Nafshim Macham So, how do we place those most base desires to serve Hashem? By recognizing. That's what we need to struggle against, to overcome, to see through, to be able to come close to Hashem. So they are also helping us to serve Hashem. They are part of the Avoidah. They are part of the service of Hashem. We are putting them right now into the Avoidah. Yes, they are going to come. Those Taivists and Machshavists are going to come. We will not be uh, uh, knocked down because they come. They will be coming for the sake of giving us the opportunity to, like the Chobos Lomava says, return to the Seicha. Who am I? What am I? Why am I here in this world? To see Emes, to come close to Hashem, to Emes over the most powerful pull, to thereby achieve the opposite Midah Teva to the highest degree. From, uh, from Gedra Arayas is Kedusha. From the pool to Gezel is Midasa Emes Vayyesha. Vachulu, Vachulu. From the pool to Kas is Savlonus, is Chachma, is Gevura. From Atmus, from overcoming Atmus, will come the peak Simcha. <laughs> How can I overcome Atmus? Only the Simcha. <laughs> is there a Sharish of Simcha person? Yes, there's a Sharish of Simcha. Just you have to find the right niggin to bring it out. <laughs> the right place. The right place with the right people with the right niggin. Is, is it fair to say, I, I don't know if this is a stretch, Yes. but the Lachora, the daughter, could say that where, where were you until now, Right. In other words, in other words, you, you had the ability to come. You're, you're the most powerful person. Either either it's because you didn't love me, but then what changed? Now that now that you came, so now you love me? Or if I care, you, you loved me the same way as you love me now, but before I came, you felt that the best thing for me was not to come. 
I don't know if we could figure that out in the Moshal. When it comes to Hashem, yes, we could say with, with, with certainty that the, 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 the Hester is a necessity. I'm sure you may have heard from me, but I can't resist saying it again. Uh, the, the story of the great Rebbe that saw a little child sitting by a tree and crying. And he went over to him and he said, why are you crying? We're playing hide and go seek. And I'm hiding. Nobody's looking for me. The Rebbe said, give out, give out. Maybe she wrote in the Torah, Anoichi hastir hastir. I'm going to hide. Who's looking? Who is searching for him? How does he feel? <laughs> so we cannot fathom. But the goal of trying was very precisely calculated. It was to the moment. It could not have been a moment longer. And we can, we can, of course, um, be quite certain, not a moment shorter. So um, we need a lot of trust in the Shem's Chachma Chesed. We can't expect to know why it has to be this way. Sometimes the strangeness of our life experience is the hardest part. I remember thinking that way sometimes, that the hardest part was just how strange it was. <laughs> but, and the Chavetz Chaim writes in uh, the person will live a few hundred years will be able to know a little bit of the Dark Yashem. <laughs> Maybe the Chavetz Chaim could. But sometimes, even in our own life, we catch a glimpse of like, oh, so maybe that experience is helping me now. It was pretty crazy then, but now it's helping me. Now it's helping me help somebody else. Now I understand what somebody could be going through, and it's okay. And they can also know that it's okay. I hope that helps a little bit. <laughs> you know, you know the famous, you know, the famous Marshall with the footprints, you know. The footprints in the sand. You know, everybody knows that. It's on the mugs already. <laughs> Those difficult times. Shem, where were you? Yeah, that's not was carrying. Isn't it like Rabbi Rucham says, like the, the, everything is about Leos Lachem Lelokim? It's surrender. Everything is surrender. No, not surrender. Discovery of our unique closeness. Not surrender. No, embracing, embracing our godless <laughs> in its fullness. To be worthy of Hashem going into Mitzrayim. Embracing the fullness of our closeness and our mission, 
our identity with Hashem, that we should be worthy of being His arm to carry out His mission of Tachlis Nesinas Atoy. That's given to us to carry out. I want to offer to you a suggestion. Um, even before we actually maybe try to take a look at it together. And that's the first Chsam Seifer in Parshas Vayechi. It is absolutely unbelievable. I'm not going to try to do it justice by saying it over because I cannot. But if you, if you can get a hold of uh, either, you know, a hard copy or uh, through the Utsar Chachma or Hebrew books or any other good source, Seifer Teres Moshed. Some Sefer al the first piece in Pasha's Vayechi. Please that, take a look and then let me know. Give me your reaction. Rabbi, is that why it's like Chayev called Lero Sasma Kilu Yotza? Oh, yes. Hashem was taking to himself. Oh, yes. We, 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 have to, we have to envision the scene. Yeah. Envision the scene with the marshal. See, this is the Paladika thing. Of course, Mishalom are only a mashal. And they cannot describe, of course. But that's how the Torah speaks to us. Like the Ramchal says, in the Rambam, Torah So we have to use the mashal without, of course, getting lost in the mashal. But we have to use and embrace the mashal and experience the feelings that are contained in the mashal. Because that is the way the Torah is given to us. We also have to try to use the nimshal <laughs> as much as we could. But to also use the mashal with all the feeling that's in the mashal. With all the feeling of the chavrach, the The chavrach, the What was it, Sam Sofer Sefer called? Tairas Moshe. Yeah. First piece in Pashas Vayechi. It's unbelievable. You'll, you'll, you'll know what I mean. <laughs> David, please, check it out. I think I know. I, I think Rabbi Kramer spoke about it the Shabbos. <laughs> well, if you didn't see it inside, it's not enough. No, I didn't see it inside, yeah. Okay. Okay. It, it'll be a Mayamakam, you know, sometime, I'm sure, but there's no reason to wait till then. Okay. Yes. I think it's a good positive point. Thank you so much for being with us, with me. It's always a special pleasure. Rabbarach, great having you back. <laughs> He's the one being really Moser Nefesh. It's five o'clock in the morning for him. That's the way to start the day. Where's, hearing the footsteps coming over the mountains. I don't know if we're where's Baruch now. Baruch, hearing, we're hearing here. the hearing the thunder of the, of the of the charge. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, I think maybe oh. he's in Uman. No, he's in Uman. Mm -hmm. So then, what? then, then <laughs> oh, it's, it's even fine. earlier. <laughs> oh no, it's no, later. It's later. It's later. He told me. I just texted him. He said five a.m. Later. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, really looking forward. Really good to show. Thank, thank you, Rabbi, very Rabbi, much. I texted you. I, thank you. I, te I texted yes. you something. Yes, yes. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up. Okay, okay. Hello? Thank you very much, Rabbi. Hello? Okay. Hello? Okay. 
Um, if, if, uh, if anything that I said was not yet satisfactory, please follow up. And remember that text I sent you. Remember that text about editing? Okay. Okay, you got it. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. You're good. <laughs> okay. You're good. Thanks. <laughs> okay. A good enough. Have a good night. Call it to my voice. Thank you so much, Rabbi. It's hard for me to leave, you know, so I can't find the exit. Okay. Exit. What did Rashiva always say when he left? Kashe Laya Pridasam? Kashe Laya Pridasam. Yes, but the best I hope we better get me back together soon. We'll be back next week, right? Call it to Yes. Thank you. Have a great day.